Welcome to Talking Baseball. We've got some Trev tidbits. We've got a three-city plan and with some other stuff, and we're going to talk all about it. Here we go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Talking Baseball. It's April 21st, a fine Tuesday in the wonderful spring weather. Still doing the quarantine, still doing nothing much. I got Trev, I got Jake with me, BBD in the bottom of the screen. Jake playing through immense back pain, suffering through it, going strong. Trev coming off a wild 420 Still a little cloudy, but debuted a brand new show today. It's going through the, just so exciting sequence. And this episode of Talking Baseball is brought to you by Adam Bartell, Nick Butler, Frank Osman, Nick Petrick, Anthony Dyke, John Bowen, John Rice, Peter, Nate Bonifant, Drew Riddle, and Reed Ferguson. And some of those may be duplicates. I always lose track of the last guy that I said. But thank you to our, uh, those are our most recent Patreon supporters. We really appreciate it, especially in these no baseball, baseball company times. Thank you very much. Anyway, how are you guys doing? Welcome to the show. I'm doing great. This is, I'm having so much fun just watching Jake in pain. I don't know what that (laughs) says about me as a person, but. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I can see that you're physically just not able to move the way you want to. And for some reason, it's bringing me joy. Sorry. No, that's that's fine. Um, and like I said right before the start of the show, I think that sounds like your last scouting report from Philadelphia. Um, can't move. But I can't move. <laughs> Looks like, whoa, voice just went froggy on me. But I, I would like to congratulate my my friend Trevor on his new show sequence dropping today on john boy media youtube good stuff steven Sousa jr with powerful beard coming in hot uh good stuff man yeah he's fun he's always been a, a guy that likes to talk hitting we worked with the, uh the same hitting coach uh, rob van Skoyek, who is now the hitting coach of the dodgers so a lot of the stuff that he talks about i've been through and kind of understand it. Um, but yeah, great first guest. We got a couple other guys already in the in the backlog that will be releasing, you said, tomorrow and the next day and all this. Then this eventually we'll go to Tuesday and Thursday release schedule. Yes. So I'm excited about it. It's definitely a little uh, weird uh, or scary or I don't know, man. Like you put something out there and you don't know if people are going to like it or not. Well, yeah. the the word that describes you, Trev, is Schadenfreude. It's German. Okay. Schadenfreude is when you get you experience joy via other people's suffering. I have that right now. Yeah, you're a big I case of Schadenfreude. I've also like to point out one thing that I've been doing lately. Yeah. So I've always had these hats, and like they've always, I've always thought the crown was a little too high on them. Yeah, and it just like looked weird, and then I realized that if I just kind of like do like the, like the crease in the middle, like I'm kind of like into this vibe right now. I don't know if you guys see it. it's almost like a Japanese ball player's like 
Yeah. Ben, how much is Shirley Brewing and Co. paying you? You wear like you have like all their hats. I mean, they just they've given me a lot of gear, and I like mm-hmm. them. They're good quality hats. Great beer, obviously, but like the the this thing is new for me, and I'm kind of like really digging it. Wow. Were you a straight brim back in your playing days? Just like an easy kind of normal bend, but it doesn't work with these hats. So that's how I was always trying to do it. And then I just said, you know what? I'm doing the Little League Japanese all-star team bend on my hat, and we'll see how it looks. And boom, I got a new look. It's nice. If a hat has too high of a, a front part, like you were referencing from the start, that's an instant no-fly zone for yeah. me because i already have the peanut head so if that hat goes out that much it's just a multiplier um so yeah maybe i'll i'll try your tidbit because i do like you've got some nice like parallel lines running there that's nice thank you yeah i don't i don't really know i i just did it one day and then boom so fashion icon a uh, new show like i think things are going well for me oh wow yeah. now i'm yeah. green <laughs> this is what i looked like uh last night Ooh. Ooh. All right. So uh, we have a song from Bubak, fan of the program and the Jumbo Media family for Trev's tidbits. And um, one of your tidbits, Trev, you told me yesterday you had it and then it came out today. So I just want to have your back to our audience. You did have this before it was public. So Trev tidbits still going strong, although... If they don't want to believe us, that's up to them. But here we go. Here's the new strap it. Here's the Boobach Trev's Tidbits intro song. It's time for Trevor's Tidbits. It's time for Trevor's Tidbits. He's not going to show you his bits. He's probably taking the shits. It's time. All right, so what do you got, Trev? I'm kind of into it. I was a punk rocker back in the day. I shared with you guys my high school picture. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. A lot of gel. A lot of gel. Dyed my hair black. I told my mom it was three-day dye. It was going to come out. It wasn't. It was permanent dye. Mm. No big deal. It was kind of a rebel. Anyways, first tidbit of the day. Do I just go or are you going to play that like little bell thing again? Did you like the bell? I don't know. Oh, that wasn't no. it. That was not the bell. There, there you thank go. you. I like I like that. I think that's a good thing for me. All right, I mean, look, this, this came <laughs> out. There's an mood. article about it. We got the article up. Um, we said we were done talking about plans for the MLB season because they don't mean anything. But I did hear this one. Well, let me explain it first, and I'll tell you what my tidbit is a little different than what's out there. So – The newest concept um, that's out there is a three-city or three-state league. Mm -hmm. And they're thinking about doing it in California, Texas, and Florida. And they're grouping uh, divisions up that way. We'll be having some teams in California. And they're talking about doing it. Where in California is it? Uh, BBD, you got the article up. What's the the, uh, stadium in California? I have it as Florida, Arizona, Texas. 
Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's right. Arizona because they're all dumb. They're all covered. That's right. So um, Diamondbacks, the new Globe Life Park. Is that what it's called in Texas? Yeah. Globe Life. It's like the difference in the name is so slight. We talked about it here. It's like Globe like Globe Life Ballpark instead of at our stadium or something like that. It's like very. Yeah. So diamondback stadium, Texas Rangers, new stadium, and then the trop and Miami, right? That's what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yep. In Florida. So this is another possibility. Everyone's clamoring for baseball to be back. When I, someone reached out to me with this information on Sunday, we talked about it. And what they said was that this is, the actual proposal that Manfred prefers and not to go too crazy into it, but apparently there's just benefits with the TV deal for owners somehow with doing it regionally like this. So you always got to follow the money in instances like this. And apparently that's what's happening. Manfred prefers the three city proposal. There's something going on with the money in the TV that they're able to recoup more of their TV deal money because of it. And that's kind of what's out there right now. I, I don't think a lot of more details are out there. I talked to guys around the league. Everyone's still saying the same damn thing. They want to play. They don't know what's going to happen. We don't really know. Yeah. Commissioner Rob Manfred, he, they asked him about this and, and a bunch of stuff. And, and Manfred said, we don't have a plan. We have a lot of ideas. Which is a really good quote by Manfred. And like that's what is the most important thing to remember. We did say we were sick of hearing all of these. So like I'm not gonna debate this plan because I don't I don't care enough anymore. But this makes more sense to me than the Arizona plan. Ten teams in three different places. Still feels to me like if they do this, it wouldn't be a normal season. It would it would be like you do, you know, the ten teams three divisions and they each play. It's like a mix of the Arizona and the cactus league. Be, Cause it seems like travel is going to be not involved. So you, you play, you split it up 10 teams each and you play, and then maybe there's one wild card and then there's a four team playoffs. I don't know how it would go, but whatever it makes more sense to me than all in Arizona. At this point, <clears throat> I know that I was very optimistic, and I still am optimi- optimistic. <laughs> oh, that no, get the baseball. flutter. Are you fluttering back down? I know. You were- it's, but I'm optimistic that baseball is going to happen. I'm not changing okay. that view. I really do. Um, but, man, like, what's it going to look like? Like, what are we doing here? Like, every time I get optimistic about it, I, I start to think, like, what the what is going on? Like, the logistics and all of these plans are insane. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's where, yeah, it's interesting. Sure, we got three cities involved. And like Trevor mentioned, more money, which uh, money talks to talk Mobux. But for me, I still don't see the logistics of like how it works. Because I'm, I'm thinking in my head, you know, say we fast forward to this world where, um, you know, we, we can play baseball, whatever setup it is. Let's, let's say the best we can do is three games a day in a stadium. Um, you know, you do it, you kind of do it normally. You do the 1 p.m. game, you do a 4 p.m. game, you do a night game. It's not the most ridiculous thing that could happen, you know, uh, ground screw cycles through, whatever. Um, you're still like short teams and games there. So if we're starting to go this dome stadium route, 
um, you know, are, are we bringing in Dallas and Houston? Do you bring in Tampa and Miami? Cause I think that's, I think that's what they're saying. That starts making more sense in my head. Cause what if I'm, I mean, what if you do each section, you've got five, three games a day at each stadium, you've got your 15 games. Um, to me, like, again, the, the games start making sense there. And, and like Jimmy kind of harped on. And uh, again, I, I don't think we, we necessarily get this sense in normalcy. We want to get to a point where it feels like the season matters and it feels like it won't be a talk show debate. Like, will this championship matter? Cause if, if you're doing like that original cactus league proposal, um, I, I think it's not, um, if you mix up the divisions for a year and go willy nilly, people aren't going to accept that. If you can somehow do this where I don't know, say we've got, the five domes and then you play you know your teams that are there you get your series out of the way with them and then you switch it up and you go to the other domes or something maybe there's something there i obviously don't know the logistics and as always we're banking on some medical stuff but i i guess i am starting to like the idea of the dome plan especially when trevor williams was on with us the other day and he's like yeah woke up it was 90 degrees (laughs) and we're in april in arizona so I, I, I'm starting to feel like the dome plan has something to do with it. It's how many and where. Yeah. The, so the article, again, the CBS one that broke this, it, it still says like minor league stadiums as well. Like they're not, they're not limited to just the dome, but they're building hubs around the dome. So you could still do more than three games a day is what it says here. Yeah. Um, well, you can add more stadiums. Well, I'm just curious. Okay, say we say we the leagues like let's go with this. Where are they putting everybody up? Like usually when you go to Dallas, yeah, there's I mean, still, I've, I've stayed distance. at some shitty hotels and some nice hotels in Dallas. So uh, the Twins used to put us up at the Six Flags Marriott. So you got a bunch of kids mm. running up and down the damn halls, ringing the elevator all all damn night and day. This but then, old man, Trevor. Uh, yeah, but then I also stayed at the Four Seasons there, and it's beautiful, and it feels like you're uh, on vacation. So, like, are they going to put guys up, entire families and their entire staff up at the Four Seasons? Are they going to be at the Marriott Six Flags? I think that's going to be a big, a big part of this. Like, guys aren't going to want to go stay at the Ramada Inn or whatever. Like, they're yeah. going to want to be treated like they're used to being treated. That remains the biggest obstacle. So, I mean. Uh, any of these, the, the the huge grain of salt is like, would the players do this? But I think logistically we're getting closer to something. I still don't think it's going to resemble a real season where the World Series winner will be treated the same. But as far as like being able to get some sort of exhibition league in place, this seems like a little better. But again, like it's just an idea. We'll get another one next week and we'll talk about that one too. Well, let's, uh, let's just go. This is not a tidbit, but. What's that? I think. Go ahead, what, Jake. Jake. Are hotels like open? What's going on with hotels right now? Well, I think Brian Hoke's still stuck at one in Tampa. I think hotels are open. And a lot of them they're repurposing to get uh homeless people off the streets. Mm. Okay. Quentin uh yeah, I mean it, I I wonder if baseball could work out a deal kind of easier with you know Marriott or whoever it is to be like sure, hey, they're we'll struggling out the sure. whole hotel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Quentin Luke uh, Kubner in the chat, Patreon member, said that this plan covers three time zones, and that may help with the TV deal stuff, which is true. Exactly. Like, exactly. you can start a game at 10 in the morning East Coast and then also at 8 p.m. Arizona time. 
and you have staggered start times and across. So that's probably, that's a good point. So we're talking about all this and logistically, blah, 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 blah. The money is always the key thing here. So this came out yesterday. This is not something that I found out. I just read it on um, MLB trade rumors. And they're talking about the agreements that are the so-called agreement that the players and uh, MLB had as far as the salary. We know we gave them a stipend for the first two months. And then they were basically saying, we're going to prorate your salary uh, based on um, the amount of games played. And that was the agreement. Then we found out that they're going to be playing for a fraction of that. And that was a tidbit that I have. But the article that came out uh, yesterday is now saying there's some shady, weird language in that first deal that they had. And basically, it says if there's no fans in attendance, that they still need to discuss in good faith the economic feasibility of playing games in the absence of spectators or at appropriate substitute neutral sites. The, Tony Clark came out yesterday and said, we already had this in writing. We're going to get paid based on the amount of games that gets played. doesn't matter if there's fans or not. And then MLB came out yesterday and said, that's not the case. Look at this writing in our agreement. And it looks like there's a little wiggle room in that. So this, this is just so Tony another. And the, Tony and the union got got again. I don't know if they got got or if they knew that this was already going to come. It seems a lot like if that's true, if Tony Clark was like, no, 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 this isn't what we signed. And the MLB says, actually check the fine print. Seems like uh, that seems like a re- reoccurring situation for Tony Clark and the union that. He actually doesn't understand the loopholes and all that. Again, this is coming from, I don't know how true all of what we just said is, but he doesn't have a good reputation as the head of the union. It's it's interesting because I feel like a lot of times there has been a little bit of misguidedness and um, maybe a little bit of, like you said, kind of like language that maybe has gotten past uh, the Players Association, which is unacceptable. That should never. Yeah, that's happen. unacceptable. If if yeah. if if the MLB comes back and says actually check the fine print, and then now now the union has to sit with like oh fuck we didn't realize what that meant. That's un- that's unacceptable from the union. Yes, and this is so. In saying all this, we're talking about how like we were so excited that these two came to an agreement on a deal so quickly. Well, clearly that's not exactly the case. And now I have another tidbit that I got. And this is a nice little segue. Segue, Trev, they call me. They're trying to push the CBA back a full year because of this. Cool. So we had it running this year. We had it running through next year. Then we're going to have to figure it all out. What I'm hearing is they're trying to push that date back a year. Problem is, problem is, I don't think the players want that. It's not, it's not, it hasn't been such a great deal for the players. Yeah, I know. It's one more, it's an, it's an extra year of shitty terms. So I'm, I'm, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know if it's going to, if they're, if the players want to do this or if they don't want to do this. It seemed to me like kind of depends on how this year goes. If there's no money and they're like, hey, like let's just, let's just get back to a sense of normalcy before we have to go in and, and completely redo this agreement. Um, but all that good faith that we thought like the union and the, and, and MLB had like 
garnered and, and like kind of coping with the season together, I don't think it's there. You know, maybe we were duped in that a little bit where we thought that it was all roses and sunshine. It's clearly not. There's been a lot of disagreement. There's going to be even more disagreement when all this comes out. Uh, like I said, now we're getting this information. They just want to continue the CBA, which happens in negotiations. They they can extend it. Um, and, 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 and to me, it kind of makes sense because of all that's going on now. They have to tackle all this instead of really focusing on the CBA. But again, I don't know if that's something the players want. Trev. How, is Tony Clark long for this role? Like, is does the does the union? How does wow. that work? Maybe not Tony Clark, but maybe um, him. And I'm sure it's not just him that makes all these decisions. I'm sure he has a whole group of people. But like, how? Do, when did he become in charge of the union? How does that work? And clearly, the CBA that ever that is currently being signed is bad for the players, and the players, like you just said, don't like it. So. Messed up there. With the whole Astros thing, I mean, we went to spring training and team to team, they were having their union meetings and everyone had questions and everyone had concerns and everyone wanted to get answers from Tony and the leaders of the union. How does the leadership work? And do you think that there's any contingency that's like, we need new people at the helm of this? Yeah, there's a lot of guys that think that. Um, You know, I was... I was there when Tony got voted in. Um, it was pretty much unanimous. I mean, it was unanimous in 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 the vote, mm-hmm. but there were some guys that you know raised questions, saying, you know, he's not a lawyer; he's a former player. And if you look across um, the different leagues that put former players in charge of their unions, it doesn't usually work out. So that was a big thing. But he was Michael Weiner's uh, right hand man. And when we had him, when we had Mike, and he was a a, um, a people of, of Donald, um, everything was good. So Mike suggested Tony. Tony had been around Mike a ton. Things were going really good for everybody at that point. So it seemed like it was just the logical next step having Tony. And he can command a room. I don't know if you've ever seen him talk or been around him. He's a big guy. He can command the room. He's very, very educated, very smart. I just think you got to surround yourself with even smarter people. You don't ever want to be the smartest person in the room. Like, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. Like, I need no stuff that I don't know. When I'm, if I'm leading, if I'm a leader, I need other people around me, checks and balances, make sure I don't fuck up. And I think that's kind of what the union needs to do is we need to hire people, hire more people. Because if you're looking on the owner side, they employ hundreds of people. We employ 15 people, maybe not even 15 people. Yeah. Like there needs to be more people helping. So I, I think the next time that we have to maybe vote on this and and and, and see who's going to be at the helm, I think it's not going to be as easy as it was last time. Like I said, last time it was unanimous. And I think um, people... When does that happen? I don't know how long his contract is. I don't know. I don't have that in front of me. I guess I could find that out. but And um, it's not going to happen before the CBA or anything because we did this a little bit when Manfred's seat was quote-unquote hot because he was getting heat. Uh, it would be a sign of weakness from either side if if their top guy went down now. Um, so I don't I, know. I don't know if that's the case. I, I, I like Tony, and I don't want to speak illy of him because I, I do like him. I, he works his ass off. Like, he's putting in the work. Um, but I don't... I wouldn't say it's 100% 
sure, like he's going to be there. His yeah, contract I mean, with the PA is through 2022. So if it gets pushed, then he would be, it would be, yeah, I don't know. Just everything been, that you hear and see, it seems yeah. like they should probably so, switch So every spring training, they go around and we have our, our meetings. And so I was part of one last year and then every year before that. And, you know, when we have the big free agent freezes that we did, people show up to spring training waiting for that meeting so we can have it out and talk about it. And usually, you know, prior to those, you know, whatever it was, 2017, 18 off seasons when nobody was paying free agent, the meetings were just kind of a bunch of fun. We talked about everything. You went and got your licensing check. You were stoked. Once that happened, it, you started to see a difference in those meetings. It was like, we have a bunch of, we have a bunch of questions for you. You need we need answers, and it was more of like a back and forth, and and guys were really getting into it. So when you see that at those meetings, you kind of understand that guys are paying a lot of attention to it. And yeah, I just and don't I mean, see it being smooth the entire way through this CBA with as as, uh, as far as the leadership roles in the players' yeah. association. And we saw we saw. Uh, we talked to some guys personally. I've talked to some guys personally. We saw around spring training that with the whole Astros thing, players were pissed at the union. You protected 3% of the players and hurt 97% of the players. If you were to protect the players, you would have protected the majority, not the minority. Like that's what we, I heard that exactly from a player. Um, so I don't know. It, it, it seems like a mess right now. The whole, I feel like that's, whole I feel like that's someone that's misinformed because you got to protect all players. Yeah. Like that's just how a union works. Like he has to protect those players and like, yeah, he might've pissed some, some uh, other guys off, but I, I think that was the right thing to do. If I'm a, if I'm a leader, I have to protect all people in my, uh, that are under my, um, well then you're brand. just as, you're as weak as your weakest link then that sucks. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you you're supposed to be protected when you end up in that three percent, whether it's trash throws or whether it's something else. Um, so I I don't know. For me, this is a lot of I don't know if it's fear mongering or whatever we're doing because I, I I think this all started with uh, a quote from that said good faith, and we just think of the time period we're still in. We're still in the pandemic when starting to get pessimistic with some optimism. We were still like, oh, there's not going to be signs of life till Memorial Day. It's still April. It's April 21st. Yesterday was 420. <laughs> um, so I, I, I don't know. I think some of this is still, uh, is, is Tony Clark maybe a problem for the Players Union? Sure. I, I, I don't know all the details to it. And I know there's there's some bad, but there's also some good. I mean, this, this offseason, dude's got paid, paid pretty good. Um, so... Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think it's it's a little bit where we're at right now looking for stuff. But um, and and with that good faith, the second that someone breaks that good faith, whether it is the owners or the player union in this time is going to get wrecked, um, because if you don't have good faith right now, you're not going to have it. So. Yeah. Uh... So let's 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 get a little positive. This has not been a positive episode. You want to, you want to hear someone that made out right before the world went down? Who's that? Our boy. Friend of the pod. 
Christian Yelich. Yeah. And you're saying, why? Why is he coming out like this? He signed a massive deal about four days before all of this went down. He doesn't sign that deal anymore. If if it happened four days prior, like he's not uh, going to get that put deal. on pause. Yeah. Well, he's not going to get paid for the first year of it now, though. So that's a bummer. It is a bummer. But you think about all those guys who were they they were negotiating. They're like, hey, actually, let's let's cut off until you know. I don't want to do it in spring training, and they cut it off, thinking, hey, we're gonna we'll get it done eventually. And now that shit is not going to happen. Not the same way it was going to happen. No. Timing, man. Job. Timing is everything, and some people find it some people don't yeah yelly earned it though i mean i'm not taking away anything from yelly like yelly yelly money and then the minor league stuff do we want to talk about that at all no i'm no we can't it's just it's it's we've already kind of we had a whole damn show on it but yeah i mean they're basically going forward with what is it three or four affiliates per team four affiliates a piece 120 in total which is it's, what it said: rookie ball, A ball, double A, triple A. They're, I've been saying this for a long time that that's what they needed to do, and it's not a popular opinion. And uh, I know that it's going to cause some cities to have some some hurt. You know, one yeah. of the one of the one of the clubs that's not going to be around anymore is my first ever professional team, the Elizabethan Twins, and I have a lot of fond memories there, a lot of nice people there, but. It you is know, funny. I think it's just it the is, way of the world, man. It is funny that, like, we did a whole entire episode. I mean, deep dove into this. If you haven't heard and you want to listen to the realignment, and uh, I mean, you talked to players, you pulled players, and we talked to people, and kind of everyone, like, within baseball, is saying eh, it kind of is for the better of baseball and makes a lot of sense, but like the the public, especially on social media, like is so against it. It feels like they're against it without really thinking about it. Yeah. It's, it's they're, not as terrible. Like they make look, it seem like MLB's like, like being Nazis. It's like, it's not, it's, there's it was a, a flawed system. It was a flawed system reason. that needed yeah. to get revamped. Um, people are very nostalgic about these cities and they just, they say like small towns and they think, Oh, what a beautiful little small town. It's not like that. Okay. But, and, and industries lead desert small towns left and right. Like that's they, like they do. And this is, I mean, we're talking sucks. about some not fun. places and a thousand people, maybe a game like it's not huge industries. Is it jobs that are being lost? Yes. I mean, there'll be some jobs that are being lost and, it is tough for some of these towns, but that's just the way of the world. I mean, we didn't need seven affiliates per team. And, and one, of, remember, like we were reading it, and one of them was just a high school baseball field that a minor league team, like an A ball team, played on. Like, yeah, and and you know, it's a human thing too. You know, we sell baseball has sold a pipe dream to a lot of people, and and when that dream comes to a screeching halt, a lot of people are in a really bad position. I know yeah. a lot of them personally, and that's why I just – I don't think that we needed that many people. A majority of the guys were fillers. We knew that. We talked about it. So this is going to correct some of that. Um, it's not like – yeah, people are going to say, oh, you're mean. You're not thinking about, like, the communities that it's going to uh, um, change. But I am thinking about those, and I do feel bad about it. But this is something I think needed to be done, and now it's pretty much official that it's going to be done. 
Yeah. yeah, I think I think what you opened up our eyes to are, are guys that actually get stuck in baseball and kind of set their lives back a little bit, which uh, people don't really look at it that way. And yeah, uh, if you're baseball, what you need to do is just make sure you cover your ass. I think we talked about what was it, Daytona Beach, that the the city had just paid for a new stadium, and that was one of the teams that was going to get eliminated. Just make sure you take care of that because that's when things will get ugly for baseball. If you're a giant conglomerate like that and you essentially took away $2 million from a town, that's how you get people really pissed off. So figure out how to take care of that. Figure out, you know, if if you're doing exit stipends for the other teams or something like that, you got to cover your butt to a a degree. You're going to get a little bit of public backlash and then it'll be gone and forgotten. And that's, yeah, this one won't last part about it. Hey, Trev, I, can I do a therapy session with you? Dan Heron, Dan Heron tweeted that retiring from baseball is a mental challenge more difficult than any I had in my playing days. And he was, quote, tweeting something about Roy Halladay and, and his troubles. But you're a guy that recently retired from the baseball life, and it, the word, like, institutionalized or, like, on the schedule in the program for all of your high school until – age 31 did you do you have any struggles or you just found us now and you're good um i don't i think people put a lot of their self-worth into their work and baseball and sports in general is one of those things that just comes to a screeching halt one day and i was um aware of that so i wanted to prepare myself mentally for it and i think i did all right. Like had a season in the minor leagues at the end of my career. And I don't think a lot of guys do that. Like I went and played, like I played and like, there just wasn't room for me anymore. So like, I felt like I gave you had a it little a buffer, like a little, like it yeah, wasn't, like, it wasn't a, like a cliff and then done. Yeah. And originally I didn't do that. I didn't like when I didn't make the team uh, with the Rangers, I just like, I went to AAA for five days and I went home. And I was going to be done with baseball. And I'm happy I went back and went and played for the Phillies that year. I made my way back to the big leagues for a short time for like a month or whatever it was. But I like went back to the minor leagues, put myself through that. And I just, I was done. Like I gave it all. I gave everything I had. So I, I like, I feel like I transitioned well because I prepared myself for it. But yeah, a lot of guys, man. Well, it's weird because, you know, we're very similar ages and I'm like, just now found what my career will be. And like to think that baseball players, like it ends there or, you know, that's like, it's a quick, like close the book and the guy to open a new one. That would be crazy hard. So I understand it, but yeah, a lot of guys don't do well with their money. They have, um, they don't budget while they're playing. And so like the paychecks start coming. I think guys really freak out about that because they've established these lifestyles. They got bills. Mm-hmm. And they got no money coming in. So I think I've done a good job of that. Like I don't, I, I, I try to live within my means and just, I'm, I'm happy, man. Like I'm, yeah, you guys are a part of it. Definitely. I have an outlet now to be creative and, uh, I like a few of you. Boom. Some, awesome. Some of you guys I don't like. Great. But that's it's okay. tough, man. It, it's, it's tough watching some some players, you know, they'll lock themselves in their basement and open up cards. And it's like, are you all right, man? Do you want to talk about it or something? 
<laughs> oh man, you know, I I spoke to Phil. There's a there's a Twitter thing going on right now. There's a massive baby. Have you guys seen the massive? Yeah, baby dude. It's, I don't like that video at all. It grosses me out. So Phil, is that really a baby? I think it is. And Phil was, uh, I think he still is oh, the yeah. biggest baby ever born in Orange County. I so he has that title. And I texted that, yeah. him. I asked him, are you jealous of this baby? And he said he wasn't. But I got to tell you, I think he was a little bit. That's like pretty big for him to claim that he was a big baby. And this thing just dwarfs yeah. whatever he was. Dude, that baby's like an eight-year-old dressed like a baby. That thing grosses me out. It's disgusting. <laughs> How old is that baby supposed to be? Do we know? I don't know. Because is that like a fresh baby or is that like, well, it's not no, just it's fresh, like 14 it's months old and they're just hey, like... David, well, could you define fresh baby for me? <laughs> BBD, it can hold it. Well, I think I he's at least a year old. Like it's, like it's, yeah. it's holding its head up. So like I know it's not like a newborn. But like that thing came out doing like, like freaking dips and push-ups. I mean, look at that baby. <laughs> came out of the womb with... A six pack. It's too big. It's just too, it's too big. People always want to, you don't want a big baby. Okay. Like they literally had to break Phil Hughes's collarbone to get him out. You don't want a big baby. Okay. I thought you were going to say something grosser. Just a regular baby's fine. Hey, I know. Nobody <laughs> wants big baby. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that end, that ends this one. We got uh, get some good talks. A new plan. We'll get another plan next week. I think the plans, this plan, chronologically, this plan advanced from the other plans. So I'm happy with it. But like, if they come out with next week, plan is like going back to Japan. I'm gonna be pissed again. Let's keep going the right direction with the plans. I will, I want to end it on a positive note. Uh, one of the guys I talked to who is very in the know with these things, he's at seventy yep. percent positive a season will happen okay but is he a player because then you have to put a lot of salt onto it he is a player okay so i'm gonna bump that down to 65 percent. that's still good a little salt just a little little salt because it's their livelihood and hopes and dreams you know hey go watch my show everybody yeah yeah Yeah. go watch so cool it's the best it's the best we'll see you on friday And Asian hats are in. They're in.